morning, and hello everybody, if you're not listening to this in the morning, and welcome <laughs> to the Media Boat Podcast. I say good morning because you can catch us live streaming on Saturday mornings on YouTube. Just search Media Boat Podcast. It's true. Um, but, if you don't know what we are, we are Media Boat Podcast. We talk about movies, TV, music, video games, not in that order, not no, necessarily in that not order. Not necessarily. Uh, my name's Mike, his name's Matt. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. Today is February the 19th, 2022. This is episode 319. And man, uh, we've got uh, not a whole lot of news, but we do have a couple thoughts to talk about. Uh, this might get lighter as we yeah. get into the podcast a little bit further down. It might be news heavy at the beginning, but we have some good thoughts for you today. So let's get started. Indeed. So, so we start with the... In the music section with the billboard, and we start the billboard yes. with the Hot 100, and then we just stop talking. Because, number one, we don't talk <laughs> that, about Bruno. Yeah, that joke already. You can't just do the same joke over and over again. But that's how it becomes a running joke. <laughs> yeah. You have to continuously do it. Otherwise, it's just a one-off. Not in the same place, though. You have to, you know, mix it up. No, it's not a one-off. It's a bit. It's a running gag. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno You're from the encounter. I am constantly a running gag. Yeah. My stomach says I need to run more gags. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're talking yes, about, we're about Bruno. Number, number one. Number one. Uh, and number two, do we have a problem? Or is it, do we have a problem? Yeah, it depends on what the song is about. Like, if it's, like, the context. Like, yeah, I didn't think of it as the police officer, uh, uh, uh not runs you over, pulls you over. <laughs> That's yeah. the word, pulls you over. Is you have a problem here? I thought it was, do we have a problem? Like, yeah, I thought it was a relationship thing. Yeah, well, because Nicki Minaj and Lil Baby. Although, I thought we all got off of Lil Baby. I guess Nicki hasn't. But Nicki, yeah, she's had her own issues over the last year. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but that does bump Easy on Me by Adele down to number three. Yeah. Still there at number four is Heat Waves by Glass Animals. And Grammy at your top five. Staying in the top five, stay by the stay. kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. It will not leave. In fact, it chooses to stay. Speaking of things that choose to stay, mm-hmm. when we stop not talking about them, in your Billboard 200, your album's chart, uh, Encanto, the soundtrack, still your number one yep. album. It's just, yeah, it's it's solidly number ones for weeks at this point. It's got those good vibes. Uh, at number two... DS Forever by Gunna, coming in at three. CM10, colon, free game by <laughs> Yo Gotti. Yo, Gotti. Then at four, Dangerous, colon, the double album Nothing by Morgan Wallen. Nothing can get rid of it. But, coming in at number five, Laurel Hell by Mitski. Yeah, this one was kind of shocking. Apparently, it's actually, this last week, it was the best-selling physical album of this top five. So if it wasn't for streaming numbers, this would be your number one record, which is wild to think about. It just so proves that if you're uh, if you put out a lot of physical releases the week that your thing comes out, you have a chance at the top five. And it just shows that Mitski's star is rising. Uh, whereas she, in interviews, has said she's not sure about this whole music thing and barely even wanted to record this record. The success proves that maybe she's onto something, and maybe that she's having a Phoebe Bridgers-esque rise to stardom here. I mean, just this past week, uh, talking with some co-workers yeah. about new music, what we've been listening to, yeah. so I dropped, like, The Weeknd, Don right. FM, right. it's been on the top five. Yeah. So it's new stuff that came out this year, and then I mentioned Mitski, and I'm like, yeah. oh, 
What's that? Okay. So, Spend because I liked listening to the album, I gave it to someone else. And hopefully this is the thing that gets the snowball rolling. Maybe. Not me telling my coworkers, but people <laughs> telling other people about Mitski. Yeah, no, it's... it's Because it's, you've been trying to talk to Mitski for yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see. I mean, I've following her since 2014, I want to say, around mm-hmm. then. So, yeah, it's good to see her blow up like this. So, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to Mitski. If you didn't like any of those albums... We have new releases. Mm-hmm. And we start with Love Sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the yeah, yeah part. Not, not by the yeah, yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or yeah. yeah's at all. No, or yeah's. No, <laughs> not, neither of those four. I guess those are all four different bands. Uh, but it's Love Sucks by Avril Lavigne. Yes, that Avril Lavigne, her the big one, comeback record. The one with Trag Kroger. Wait, formerly of? Formerly. Formerly they broke yeah. up. Formerly with Chad Kroger. I think so. Actually, it could be... I don't know. I don't think they broke up. Fact check us, please. I don't yeah. think they broke up. Email us at mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com to tell us. Uh, Google we, it for us. We also have all the truth that I can tell. Like Dashboard Confessional. Yes, yes, that Dashboard Confessional, which I didn't even realize they were still making music. Well, now they are. I guess. Uh, Squeeze by Sasami. Yep, I'll be listening to that. Happiness, or sorry, asterisk. Happiness Not Included by Soft Cell. Yes, that Soft Cell. You know, from the 80s? Soft this a, yeah, this is a week for, for, for fans of bands for the 80s. We'll get to the next one in a second. Yep, we have Everything Was Beautiful by Spiritualized. Yep. And, Ryan, you got your new releases. The Tipping Point by Tears for Fears. Yes. <laughs> that Tears yes. for Fears. So, a soft sell and a Tears for Fears record this week. So, your uh, your parents are very excited. <laughs> you know, I knew the weekend had pulled with the 80s sound, but damn, this is overdoing it. <laughs> I mean, I, I say that. I say that. Exactly. Maybe if you're slightly younger than us, or your parents are excited. Yes. Our parents, maybe not so much, but <laughs> we're old. It's okay. Anyway. Well, if our target audience is listening to us, then yes, it is indeed your parents. <laughs> your parents. Yeah, yes, that, that the priceless 18 to 24 demographic that we're so, we're always chasing, right? <laughs> always fleeting. Uh, which we'll get to again in Super Bowl commercials. Uh-huh. Uh, but we have some music news. We do. Yes. Uh, so, we really loved uh, the Beatles' Get Back documentary. Yeah, it was a good time. You know what else who loved it? Paul McCartney. Yeah, hey, yeah. Because he has announced what he is currently calling the Got Back <laughs> Tour, <laughs> which is a 13-city, 14-gig outing through the U.S. that begins a little more than two months from now. Quote, I said at the end of the last tour that I'd see you next time. <laughs> I said I was going to get back to you. <laughs> well, I got back. Not that it's uh, yeah. like hip slang words. <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter were making that joke about like, I don't know, I don't know maybe he's going to have Sir Mix-a-Lot open for him. So he made this announcement for the first of the 39 dates. Yeah. Of his live shows that went out in 2019. Uh, the tour will visit a mixture of stadiums and arenas. Among them is a May 13th date at the L.A. SoFi Stadium. Yeah, SoFi. Yep. Local. Marking a fairly quick comeback to the arena. Uh, after the area. To the area. 
in the arena <laughs> after he capped his 2019 tour with a triumphant appearance at the other L.A. Crown Jewel, Dodger Stadium. Of course, it's not just uh, the Get Back hype that he's riding off of. In the meantime, between this 2019 tour and now, he's put out Paul McCartney 3 and that remix record of, of Paul McCartney 3. So he has new music to tour on. Uh, I would be surprised if he brings out guests for this thing. Wait, you're telling me that someone, that Paul McCartney calls up someone? Yeah, they'll do it. Turns out. They won't come up? I mean, they will. Yeah, they will. Because the there's that much sway. Hey, I'm Paul McCartney. Yeah. I'm going to be in this city. I see you're also going to be in the nearby city. Right. Would you like to come over and, and sing a couple songs with me so, on yeah. stage? So, of course, uh, COVID permitting, I hope that these are good uh, big shows for everybody to um, celebrate and have Also, fun scalper on. permitting that people get the tickets that they want. <laughs> yes, that too. These are going to be expensive. Just wait. Uh, but yeah, cool, cool news um, as we see more and more tours happen. Yeah. Um, note, this is a got back tour and not a another farewell tour mm-hmm. like Elton John was doing. No, he's not done. Paul so McCartney Paul is not done. He's not hanging out the, the hat quite yet. I think it's the guitar string. You know what? Whatever he wants to hang up, he's a sir. We should allow him. <laughs> Yes. You get to choose. Wait, have I not said Sir Paul McCartney? Yeah, we have not. We have not made that joke. Whoa, I always <laughs> reference him as Sir Paul McCartney. I might have missed that. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> Anywho. Yes. Anyways. But our uh, second story affects you more directly. Uh, yes. Um, specifically because I'm going to probably, most likely. <laughs> probably most likely. These, both of these concerts. Oh, Jesus. Really? Yes. That's news. We'll get there. Anyway, oh, yeah, no, no, we'll get there off podcast. But Doctor May no people. Oh boy, Doctor may be fixing Doctor people. Well, in the meantime, in the uh, meantime, there's news about some big festivals. Yes. So as COVID restrictions start to ease across the country, for better or for worse, for better or for worse, <laughs> yes, some festivals um, are taking that as more liberty to. Relax their restrictions, even if the state and or county are not yet <laughs> relaxing their own restrictions. Yeah. Well, we'll read the story, and then we'll get more specific about what where the rules are right now. All right. So, after revealing last fall that vaccinations would not be required for entry at Coachella and Stagecoach Festivals, both of them have further revealed that there will no longer be any COVID-related barriers to entry at all. Not even negative tests. Yeah. Nor will the requirement to wear masks figure into the picture when millions of selfies go out from the desert this <laughs> April. A tweet from the Stagecoach account told the story, quote, Festival and mission update, colon, As we prepare to spend an incredible weekend in the desert together, we are announcing that there will be no vaccination, testing, or masking requirements at Stagecoach 2022, in accordance with local guidelines. No similar tweet has come from the Coachella account, (laughs) but the policy is the same for both Golden Voice promoted festivals, as seen on the Golden Voice website, even though it wasn't publicly stated. Coachella was uh, was revealed to also have relaxed its policies in the fine print of health and safety rules. All right, so first let's establish what's why, what the context of this decision is. California, as of last week, has uh, revoked the mask mandate across the state, except allowing 
counties to make individual county decisions on whether or not that they will comply. Mm -hmm. For example, here in Orange County, where we're at, they're complying with the state rule, no masks required. But business by business, you might still see signs. L.A. County, meanwhile, is still requiring masks. Uh, that may change in the next two weeks, but at least as of this recording, that's not the case. So, because of course Coachella, the Coachella Valley, outside that jurisdiction, they're yeah, saying that this guidance is what they're going off of. And Coachella Valley is in the San Bernardino right, County. San Bernardino County. So they... Which, even though, like, San Bernardino and Coachella are, like, 90 <laughs> minutes away from each other... Right, it still counts. So, it's a big county. So they're taking advantage of this change uh, by making this decision because there's no law now basically keeping them from just revoking all of it. Is it too soon, considering yes. that uh, well. Coachella is still scheduled for April? I believe it might be, but we won't know until we know, until we get there. And so it's a little risky, but who knows? Um, yeah, so they're really rolling the dice here. Um, it's also, I also want to point out one little fun wrinkle to this story. Note how they were totally okay tweeting it from the Stagecoach account. Mm -hmm. It makes you think that some, some social media person over there is like, it's being very strategic, it's like, Okay, this is probably a more conservative audience. Our followers are not going to explode our mentions on Twitter if we do this on the Stagecoach account. So let's do it on the Stagecoach account. Don't do it on the Coachella account, but also, but it's also people will the same thing. Because, people because the Coachella account would have exploded, and this would have been a big, big story, bigger story than it is. So it's a, a very, I guess, good question mark move for the people. So it's in a very PR marketing. It's a very let's marketing. Put it that way for sure. But yeah, um, so yeah, I'm not sure quite how I feel about this yet. Like I said, we're waiting to see ultimately where the future of COVID leads us in the next couple of months. We're at such a month-to-month -month basis at this point. Who knows what April's going to look like? Who knows what April's going to look like? But what I do know is that having been to one of these things yeah. and possibly going to both of them, that <laughs> you will need a mask regardless because there's too as, many people. No, not just because there's too many people, but because, well, one, because there's too many people, Dust gets kicked up everywhere, oh, so you're going to want to mask. Otherwise, Bring your masks anyways. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get dust all up in you and hawking up everything for a week. It's going to be just a bad time if you yeah. don't wear a mask around <laughs> everyone. So there's your advice. Uh, drink lots of water and wear a mask. Yes, stay hydrated and wear a mask. All right. All right. Okay. So... You listened to something. I yeah. I, I forgot to check new releases. I was kind of busy. But... Not a whole lot this week, mm. honestly. It was a pretty slow week for major releases. Major releases. Major releases. But uh, one of my favorite uh, bands released a record uh, that's been a long time coming. Uh, their first in, I believe, four years. Um, the band in which I am speaking is Beach House. Uh, shoegazy, dream pop band, indie band that is beloved by many. Um about has existed for about 15 or so years at this point they're I've pretty heard, long running i've heard you mention beach house yes. on the podcast before they so their new record has also been kind of long running it's something it's a project that they have actually trickled out over the course of weeks starting last november Ooh. what they've been doing is every week they've been releasing or not every week but every so often i believe they've been releasing four songs at a time Ultimately, leading up to this past Friday, where they released the entire album and the last four songs to kind of end, end the selection. I held off and waited until the whole album was out. And now yeah, I've listened to it, and hey, it's a Beach House record. And that may sound dismissive, but if you like them, they're known for a very signature sound. Um, which is kind of dreamy, very like lightly orchestrated, maybe a little bit of that... Uh, that um, 
kind of like lo-fi fuzz every once in a while when they want to play around with texture. Um, Victoria Legrand, their vocalist, is very known for her kind of lower, like, like, like billowy soft vocals and like it's just they they are vibe band you know the kind of music that you put on if you want like a vibe in fact uh we had a mutual friend um that used to tell me all the time when it was really hot in the summer especially in the desert she used to put on beach house because it made her feel cooler (laughs) she said she didn't understand what the science behind that quite was but she said she swore that when she put on beach house the temperature in the in her car went down <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I believe it. They're it so works. they work in vibes. They're very, definitely a vibe band, and this is no different. This is probably their longest record. It's kind of a double album uh, because it's eighty five minutes long, and so it's it's yeah, it's a lot if you're not familiar with their work. But if you are, you'll kind of just I don't know, just it just kind of washes over you like the tide. They're named that for a reason. Uh, it's very it's very relaxing. Listen. Not to say that there isn't some interesting things happening, audio, like, sonically here. So their last record, Seven, named because it was their seventh record, um, was kind of their opportunity to experiment. They kind of put a little more um, electronic sounds into their, into their kind of orchestration. They uh, partnered with a producer named Sonic Boom, who has worked with a bunch of other uh, indie record indie uh, artists for similar purposes. They're taking a little bit of that um, texture from Seven and moving it into their more what their more normal sound is here. So this is a little bit of a hybrid, and so they use all eighty five of those minutes to really like do all sorts of niches in that sound. So it's like an existing sound that they're playing around with every once in a while. I really had a good time with it. If you like the band, it's 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 a is more of what you love from them. If you're new to them, this may be overwhelming. And I would recommend starting with my personal favorite of the records uh, from 2012, Bloom, which is their biggest, most widescreen version of their sound. I think it's they're still their best record. But this is this is definitely up there and um, just proves that few bands like this last this long and are this consistent. So congratulations. It's another good one. Hey, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's good stuff. It's long though, so just would you recommend coming. people starting with this album? Or no, like I said, I would say go back to maybe uh, 2012's Bloom, which is my favorite, or uh, 2010, 2010's Teen Dream, which was their breakthrough. Okay. It was the first one that got the the pitchfork uh, crowd interest, like <clears throat> like really interested in them. They really blew up a decade ago. Um, so <laughs> yeah, goes to show you. Uh, but yeah, this is but this is really good if you're a huge fan and you want to hear where they're at right now. Yeah, and that's uh, once twice melody. Once twice melody. I didn't say the name of it. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you say it. Yeah. Oops. Yep. All right. So yeah, that's out now. Yep. Uh, I haven't listened to anything new. Uh, put up from Hawaii. Good music for some summer vibes. But hey, that's just me and my life. Let's get oh. into. <laughs> Uh, but let's get into what we really want to talk about today. Yes, which video, is video games. <laughs> uh, not just for the stories either. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so well, we start video games with new releases. Yes, including Destiny Two: The Witch Queen. Yes, the newest uh, big expansion for Destiny Two is out this week. Yes, not to be confused with the Lich King. This is yes. the, Witch the Witch King Queen. Uh, Witch Queen. Yes. Really quick note about this. In the past, Game Pass subscribers have been able to get Destiny 2 expansions as they've been released. No longer the case for this one. Destiny 2 is not on Game Pass anymore, 
So just go into this knowing that if you want to play this, you have to buy it. So just just a PSA. Yep. I think that's good because it's a PS exclusive. No, no, it's not. Yeah, this is on everything. Don't worry about it. If you have Destiny Two on any platform, you can buy this. Uh, we also have Monarch for the PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Soul Cresta for the PS4, Switch, and PC. Martha is dead oh, no. on everything but the Switch. Someone tell Sneak Dog. Someone tell uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Someone tell Clark Kent. <laughs> there it is. Rule uh, threes. Uh, we also have Altier, Sophie. Two, colon, The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream for the PS4, Ooh. Switch, and PC. Yep, this weekend, weird RPG name. Yep. <laughs> Grid Legends for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, everything yeah. but the Switch. I think that's the car racing one. But move over everything because there's one game that <laughs> will rule them all. <laughs> uh, yes. Horizon, Forbidden No, Blood, that uh, came out last week. Uh, I'm talking about the ones that, uh, you know, weirdos are excited for. Oh, yeah, the one that I have coming in the mail. Eventually. Oh, okay. Um, Elden Ring. Yeah, finally. For, finally, yes. For the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and PC. So your one friend that buys two video games every year, maybe Madden, Call of Duty, and a Souls game, they're happy because this is their big release. This is that, that release. <laughs> Um, if your if your coworkers are out out on Monday now, you know why. <laughs> oh wait, well, Monday's a holiday. Okay, if they're out on Tuesday, now you know. Why. Oh, Monday's a holiday for you? No, not for me. Yeah, but it's a holiday me. for a lot of people. Uh, maybe for some, not for me. Christy has it off because of. Oh, government. federal, yeah, yeah, federal stuff. So, so if you're federal, uh, if you have a holiday, holiday, enjoy Elden Ring. Yes, Elden Ring is the big release. Um, I'll be playing it. Probably next week, assuming I don't get sucked into Horizon. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, we'll get there. But before we get there, yes. we have some video game news. Yeah. And bad people are still being bad. Some bad news. Both of these are bad news. Both really. of these are bad news, depending on which side you land on. So first <laughs> up, Activision and Blizzard, for now, CEO <laughs> uh, Bobby Kotick. Yeah, I got it. Uh, apparently had some secret companies... <laughs> that he used to donate money to GOP political campaigns. Because of course he did. Uh, according to CNBC, one company, uh, specifically Norgate LLC, contributed $500,000 in two separate installments to the Senate Leadership Fund during the 2020 U.S. election campaign. That's a million dollars. Yeah. Do the, uh, doing the math. Doing the math. <laughs> This is according to Federal Elections Commission's findings reviewed by the publication. Uh, Whatever publication. Yeah. <laughs> this group is led by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and supports U.S. Senate campaigns run by Republican candidates. CNBC previously reported this week that another secret Kotick company called 807080. A LLC <laughs> have given big donations uh, to the Republican cause. Yeah. So, why do you need <laughs> shell companies if you believe in these political causes? Don't you want your name out there? The thing is, and the re- there's a couple things I will talk about with this. First off, to answer your question, the reason is public image. 
Activision, as a big video game company, knows that they have all sorts of customers. I don't want to say consumer. It's a gross word that makes me feel gross when I say it. Um, there's all sorts of people who buy Activision games and like Call of Duties, and they're not necessarily going to love if the big news story comes out about a million-dollar grant towards Republican causes. It's going to make at least half, if not more, of your video game audience very angry at you, even though they know probably that you're probably doing it anyways. Turns out, he was doing it anyways. So the other half of this is what the question, of course, some naive person may ask. Why would he do this? Why would he uh, uh, donate to these causes? Well, think about it. He's a businessman. Republican leadership, especially in the Senate, often work towards business interests. Almost exclusively, you could say. Um, at least financially. Um, and so, yeah, uh, not surprising that he'd want more money flowing into business lobbying um, and that kind of cause because it benefits him directly. It gets more money in his pay, like more money in his paycheck every month. I believe this is also a way to circumvent the personal um, <laughs> contributions as well. That too. That because a personal personal contribution is limited, right. but a company contribution is not. Because pe- companies are people, didn't you know that? Oh, yeah. Ever <laughs> since, uh, was it the 1984 law? Or something like that. I don't know. But anyways, this is not a surprising story, nor is it like... A big deal. Of course this was happening. Of course you know this. Plenty of CEOs probably do this exact strategy to make this happen. And it will continue happening as long as these business interests are the priority of the Republican Party. This also means that small business owners can't use the name Norgate or 807-0808. AO <laughs> yeah. I wanted to name my business that. Now I can't. Yep. It's, it's, I love the numbers 807 in, sort of, in any sort of order. And now it, I, well, it's because it goes 807088. And what does that mean? What? Was, you sounded like you knew what the significance oh, of those yeah, numbers Oh, yeah, that's were. the age of the three people who <laughs> actually created the company. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, again, we're counting the days until this guy is out of the company. Hopefully when Microsoft gets a hold of him, they boot his ass because, yeah, I'm just tired of stories like this. Not to say that Microsoft probably isn't also donating to Republican campaigns because you know they are. Mm-hmm. It's not surprising considering that they're a huge uh, sponsor of the government's technology efforts, and that goes for whoever is president. So yeah, who was president for the previous four years before Biden? Of course they were supporting Trump's organization. Of course they were, because you have to when you're a big company like Microsoft. So the end of the story is is that we're all screwed. There's constantly going to be money going towards causes that don't support us, the people who play these video games or engage in these media, or just live our lives. So this is just another day in America, the story. And we drink to that? <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, hey, this is why I got the blonde espresso in my latte this morning, because if I'm going to participate in capitalism, it's got to benefit me. <laughs> anyway. As you drink your Starbucks cup. <laughs> hey, you do what you got to do. Yes. You do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, in other <laughs> news, side political news, Trump's in the news again, but we won't talk about that No, yet. that's not, not not our podcast format. No, no. that's that, We saved that for our end of the year wrap-up. <laughs> that we don't talk about here. But anyways, now for another sad story for Nintendo fans. Yes, for Nintendo fans, um, much in the same way that Sony did and announced last mm-hmm. year, Nintendo is following in lockstep by announcing that it will also cease digital game purchases for 
older consoles, specifically the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS systems next year in March of 2023. From March of 2023 onwards, it will no longer be possible to make purchases on the Nintendo eShop for either system or download any of the free content, including game demos. According to Nintendo, after that March 2023 date and for the, for the foreseeable future, it will still be possible to re-download games and DLC, see software updates, and play online on Wii U and 3DS. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is part of the natural life stuff. Yeah. It will, will it be possible or will it be impossible? No, it will still be possible. Oh. So what they're saying is if you've already purchased something and maybe deleted it at some point down the line, okay, you, you can, can re-download it, which is classically how these things work. Yes. You can still go on an Xbox 360 and re-download the game you bought. It's like that stuff doesn't die because you don't have to spin up an entire server for that. Right. But... The store as itself, like an entire can't like thing, is going to shut down. You can't buy new. You can't be buy like the transaction portal is not going to exist, for right. example. But if you've already purchased something, you can of course re-download it. They're they're not taking that away. So here's yeah. what I don't know why every company doesn't do this. Um, yeah. One, I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but you, <laughs> you do this. You have a natural end of life cycle. Mm-hmm. Everything does. Everything's technology, even if. Even like the cut that you're holding has a natural end of life cycle. <laughs> Eventually, wear and tear, whatever. Yeah. Now, because these things are digital and only like exist on servers, why not into the month leading up to it, every game make it a dollar? Uh, that way, you can just buy it, you can buy it and then re-download it. That has happened, uh, but not recently. Yeah. And I wonder if that's mostly because they know the value of the shit and they don't want to sell it for that few, even though they know that they're going to. Yeah, but you get, get like in bulk. But also, also, the other reason is, is because they want to encourage people to move to the next platform. This is another yeah. move of Nintendo saying, like, hey, you should just get a Switch, man. Everything's going to be there now. So why are people angry? Because you know people are angry about this. Because not everyone can afford a Switch. Well, that, but less so, because Switch is now their best-selling console of all time. Yes. But um, more so because... Um, because you bought it. No, people are angry because there's going to be stuff that you just can't get after this happens. There were exclusive digital games that were only for 3DS or Wii U. One of our favorite uh, games that we championed here at the podcast years ago, uh, Pocket Card Jockey, yes. will be one of those. It will die with the store, unfortunately. Uh, uh, uh. So, PSA, if you have a 3DS, please go right now, right now, and buy Pocket Card Jockey. It's only like five bucks. And it's the best five bucks you'll spend all year. Trust me. It was great. It's so good. It's probably one of my favorite games of the last ten years. And you can only get it on 3DS or Wii U. And so, like, there's only game, there's games that are only available there. Also, people are noting that the Game Boy um, and Game Boy Color games that were exclusively mm-hmm. available through the Virtual Console on 3DS, right now, there's no other way to play them. And especially Pokemon players will note they're notable because this was the only way you could get Gen 1 and 2 Pokemon into your Pokemon home, was transferring them to Pokemon Bank from the GB, from the virtual console versions of Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, Silver, and Crystal. You could move them to home, and you, or to, to Bank, and you could move from Bank to home. So Bank, bank uh, uh, Pokemon ho- uh, Bank also will end after this, because that was an exclusive 3DS mm-hmm. product. 
So yeah, um, oh, that's why people are upset is because it's a, a big hit for video game preservation, for digital preservation, and also because Pokemon players want those their Pokemon and they want to keep them. So you're, you're flushing memories down the <laughs> digital yeah. drain. That being said, I still understand why Nintendo is doing this. I understand when companies do this, it's not just because they want to move people over to a new console, but it's probably also partially because they want to use those servers for something else. They want to spin them up for modern purposes. It's what Sony and Microsoft have said mm-hmm. about when they shut down online services for their previous console. That's always the reason they give, is because they can give more server space to, more server power to their current online platform and make it better. You can only leave so many legacy things going until you finally have to realize we need to focus on the thing where the people are. Well, we got a year to do it. Yeah, so yeah. So just let this be a PSA for you. Go on 3DS and Wii U if you own them. See what's left on the store that you, that you think you'd want now so that you can have them forever. Or get a Switch. Or, or just hope that Nintendo introduces a uh, Game Boy and Game Boy uh, Color games to the Switch. For That's what they're doing. Games. The emulator coming next year. We solved it. We'll see. All right. We'll see. All right. But we won't see, yes. or what we will tell you talking about, is <laughs> sequel to yeah. 2017, 17. 2017 game, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. As a real pro, quick prologue before we start talking about the new game, I just want to mention, I jumped back into the old game, and I'm trying to catch up story-wise to play before I start playing the sequel. Um, yeah, it's really got me this time. Um, I bounced off of it last time, maybe because of just where I was at the time, just from where my life was. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, yeah, no, I have time for this, and I can really get into it. So I've been playing it every day this week. It's a lot of, It's been a lot of fun, and I'm... Reminded now, like, oh yeah, this is really this is really a good game. It, I think it, the difference between why I jumped out of Pokemon and why I'm getting more into this, I just didn't like the moment-to-moment of catching and battling in Pokemon. I love the moment-to-moment of shooting arrows at robots. It's just fun. It's just a fun action to do, and I don't mind doing it over and over again. Also, the other additional like pro tip that I would give anybody who bounced off of it and wants to try it again this or the sequel, who wants to jump into it. The thing that is saving my ass is I'm playing it on the easiest possible difficulty. Oh, yeah. I'm playing on story. Because, honestly, you feel like a total badass. <laughs> because even the biggest, you can face the biggest boss monster and think, oh, shit, that thing is going to kill me. You can kill it in, like, five hits. Yeah, it feels story. so good. And it's removed all of the stress out of it. So I'm just having pure fun from it. Of course, you Elden Ring uh, pre-order people are probably yelling at the podcast or the screen right now and being like, what are you talking about? It's not fun if you don't have a challenge. Hey, sometimes you don't want a challenge. I'll be playing Elden Ring on story mode. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like, blow oh, no, out of this bubble before. here. But every, there are people out there who play video games for other reasons than to, to, have, like, to wrestle against it. And listeners to the show will know. One of the reasons why I loved Metroid Dread last year and where I was my favorite game was because of the challenge. So it's not that I don't like challenge in video games. I like a balanced challenge just fine. But it depends on the game. I mean, you also don't want more of a challenge because right. you're not getting the Metroid Dread DLC. <laughs> no. God, no. It was hard enough as it was, but it was fun because it was hard. But that's a kind of game that I want to be difficult. This, an open world game where I'm going to spend a lot of time in it and I want to see where the story goes... I don't want it to be super hard because that keeps me that 
cordons off part of what, like, uh, like uh, so much of what I want to see, what I care about. It's the reason why I bounced off of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey at some mm-hmm. point, was because it got to the point where it was too damn hard. And I was adequately leveled. It wasn't that I wasn't playing the game like it wanted me to. I got to a point where the leveling just matched me the whole time, where I could never be over-leveled for anything, and it really turned me off that game. This game, not the case. You can absolutely be over-leveled for encounters. Yep. Story mode leans into that. And yeah, I'm having a blast with it. And so I'm absolutely primed and hyped for my copy of Forbidden West to come in. You've been playing it. Yes. Um, real quick, if you have the... If you're a, a member of PlayStation Plus, yes. you can play Horizon Zero Dawn as part of the yes. um, PlayStation Collections. Yes, so absolutely. And I think that comes with the DLC, right? Yes, yes, and it comes with your PS5 purchase as well. So if you have a PS5, go and download it. Play this if you're interested at all. Uh, because it's free, why not? Yeah. But yes, you've been playing Forbidden West, the sequel. Um, you loved the first game. You I didn't expect... It. So I didn't expect yeah. to love the first game. But you really did. Because watching all those trailers and like everyone's hyping and saying this yeah. is the, the game of the future, I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. No, no thank you. And then I played it, and I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, you guys may be onto something here. And yes, I did platinum it. Yes. And then I bought the DLC, and I right. platinum that too, because that's just who I am. So you're going into this as a Horizon Pro. Uh, yes. So um, Yeah, I played Horizon. I replayed it again uh, last year. Once they gave an actual date uh, yeah. for the release. Because maybe give me a reason to jump back in and remember mm-hmm. the controllers. So yes. I'm gonna get this right off the bat. It's a beautiful, gorgeous looking game. No question about it. Guerrilla Games, um, top of their game here. Oh yeah, uh, I've seen I was screenshots not, of trailers. Oh my god, it looks amazing. That was so not any of my concerns going into this Absolutely. game. Absolutely, it's gonna be beautiful. Voice acting is gonna be everywhere. It's yeah. gonna be gorgeous. Uh, there is one bit of thing though that is kind of bugging me though okay. in the animation, and that is Aloy's hair. <laughs> it's just constantly flopping everywhere. It does that in the it does that in the other game. The first game too. I've noticed yeah. that sometimes I, in cutscenes they'll just randomly happen. Yes, like she'll just readjust. She'll move just a little bit and it'll go. Yeah, I'm not fix it, but no, no. That, that, that issue's still there. Tress effects, they're hard. Yeah, <laughs> turns out it 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 doesn't bug me as much, but it's still there when you like you do a quick head turn or something. It's, yeah, ah, those, those hair physics. She's in, a pro, she's in a Pantene Pro V yet. Constantly, uh, but um, it's one of the relics from the previous uh, civilization that she picked up. She saw some Pantene Pro V and was like, hey. "And we'll be able to like recraft it." Yeah. <laughs> it takes like what uh, some some of this flower and this some flower and, this, and berries. And then, yeah, some berries. Mix it with the wood. <laughs> Sorry, metal shard. My yeah, some, yeah, metal shards. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you trade it. A, a, that, a, that's how it keeps steady. Trade a watcher eye for that one, right? <laughs> No, uh, you, you trade an ancient bracelet for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, So, yeah, all your favorite stuff is back in uh, the sequel in The Forbidden West. Yeah. Uh, I'm just getting through the first like, actual mission. Like, I went through yeah. the prologue on okay. Thursday and kind of the tutorials again, getting beat back actually into it. So, you do it. So, funny enough that you're playing the, yeah. the first one right now because the sequel takes place six months yes. following the Battle of Hades. Right. So, it's cool. I already know how it ends. I just want to see. Yeah, it. you win. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! No way! Really? Yeah, really. You win a video game. Wow! Happy, Happy ending. Yes. Uh, yeah. So six months following that, um, Aloy is out searching for a replacement, uh, a new guy. We should really briefly say 
spoiler alert if you don't know the plot of the first game. Because I feel like it's important to set up the second game. It is, yes. You find out over the course of the first game that um, you're in the post-post-apocalypse. The world got taken over by uh, robot dinosaurs. Robots that were created originally for good purposes turned rogue. Um, your, your mom tried to stop it. Basically didn't succeed. The world got taken over. You're trying to piece together both your connection to what happened and also what happened to the world as a whole. Yep. That's essentially the plot of the yeah. game. I mean, it's called um, Zero, Zero Dawn, Dawn because the yeah. world ended. Oh, that's right. That's where I was. I just found out about Zero Dawn. That's where I'm at. Right okay. Now. So Zero Dawn, the world ended um, post-apocalyptic um, and then uh, through the force of scientists and an AI known as Gaia, mm -hmm. the human mankind would be rebuilt a thousand years later post-apocalypse. Right. Yeah. And that's where Aloy comes in, because she is yes. a genetic replica of right. the protagonist from that. Yes. I, mean, I don't want to say protagonist. So your mom, quote-unquote, I should say. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you can say mom, but you're, yeah. you're a 99.7 right. DNA mash replication mm -hmm. of this person, uh, Elizabeth. Yes, Elizabeth Sobek. Yeah, reminding you that these uh, that the Guerrilla Games people are from um, Montreal. No, uh, they're um, Norway, Norwegian. They're up oh, there French. somewhere. Uh, they're in that portion of the world. Yeah, which is funny because, or which is awkward or weird, because <laughs> the entire game takes place in like the Western the United States, yeah, <laughs> like Utah and shit. Yeah, yeah. So Horizon of the West. Goes even Western than that, if you can believe it <laughs> in the name. Even Western. Yes. More Western. Yeah. Uh, but it's the exact same thing. A couple things that I do like about this game is that accessibility. It's everywhere. You mm -hmm. can have, turn things on and off. You can Ooh. turn the HUD on and off. Yeah. It's um, They took a lot of stuff from Naughty Dog and mm -hmm. had it being accessible uh, from Last of Us Part yeah. 2 and put it into here. Yeah. One of but the nice, mapping. One everywhere. of the nice things. That's good, because... One of the nice things about the PlayStation Studios being so close is that they can share stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, button mapping. Yeah. You can change all the buttons around uh, to match your play style. Yeah. Um, I, because like I'm big on the God of War and I like that button mapping style, sure. I remapped it to that kind of style so I didn't yeah. have to relearn yeah. everything in yeah. my age-old brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's the great thing. That's what it says we're supposed to be there for. It's supposed to make it easier for right. players to... Not necessarily learn new mechanics. I mean, there are new mechanics, but if you're accustomed to way certain buttons are supposed to be mapped, you can do that. It's nice to have It's a good option. Right. I mean, I think we are at a day and age where most games should be able to accompany that, especially AAA games. Yeah. I think Switch is getting more into that. Certain Switch games. Yeah. Um, Except notably, not the ones you want, which is the N sixty four games on the virtual on their like yes. regulation thing, which you cannot. Right, uh, but it's it's a good game. Um, do note though that there are a shit ton of side quests and errands. Uh, yeah. I'm barely through like level eight at this point. I've already got like five different missions yeah. and side quests already building up. So I have a bunch of questions. My first question is: so um, what? Some of the feedback I've been seeing is saying that that opening area before you get into the proper Forbidden West, mm -hmm. there's too much to do there, and you spend too much time there. Are you, you still in that opening area? No. Okay, so you've moved past it. Well, I don't know. I assume I've moved past that opening area. Well, that's what I what I've read a lot is people are basically like the intro is too long. 
It's only too long if you run around and grab everything. everything. Ooh, that is one thing that I do want to yes. mention. Pick up everything. Okay. One of the biggest gripes that I had from the first game was yeah. my satchel is constantly oh, backstabbed. I am struggling with that all the time playing the first game. I'm like, and I already expanded so much, I can't expand anything because, man, they lock out the third level of all those expansions with, with fucking bones. Yes. And every time I kill something, I never get bones. bones. I'm like, yes. where are the bones? I, I hate it. I hate. I hated that too. But <laughs> they they got away. They got away around that though. Okay. Um, you can still upgrade your satchel right. in this case. You can still carry more shit. But if you pick up enough shit and you max out your um, your loadout, it gets sent to a stash. Ah, it gets sent to a stash at no bat- at either any of the um, fire pits or any of the civilizations. Oh, right. any, so any campfire, any campfire, ah. you can go because if there's a crafting bench, you have access to your stash. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, I always have access to my stuff. Yes. It is a great way because that's, cool. that's one thing I constantly yeah. ran into is I have all the stuff. I'm hoarding everything because I may use it later, but at right. the same time, I need to either yeah. use it or dump it because I ran out of room or I got to go somewhere and sell some stuff. I was trying to think in my head. It's like, what other game has done that recently? I was like, oh, yeah. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Who knew that Animal Crossing was going to be... The exemplar of inventory management in 2022. <laughs> but here we are. Um, no, that's good news because, yeah, I would die for that right now in Zero Dawn. Yeah, that was one of my biggest complaints from the first one is that you maxed me out. I leveled Too it all the way up, but yeah, I couldn't match Too much it. shit. Um, also, in Horizon Zero Dawn, class skill trees. Um, we had them in the first one. Mm-hmm. But here, there's six different skill trees that you can level up. Damn. As well as earn um, Valor. Part of like battling and like not taking hits, you gain valor, and you can do special stuff with it. Cool, like extra hit strikes, extra healing, depending on how you want to customize it. You only have so many certain abilities, you have them all, but it does allow for a customized playthrough of do I want more healing in this session? Do I want more stealth? Do I want more hit strikes? Whatever, what have you, hunting, cool, uh, machine learning. It's great, (laughs) machine learning. (laughs) It's called machines, yeah. (laughs) But they definitely took what was the base of Zero Dawn and expanded yeah. it in the thing okay. with the West. Um, my uh, one other question, and then we can then we can move on. But uh, one other question is: so what I understand is that there's a new like a new addition to the combat that adds a little bit of like a stamina meter of sort to weapons, so you can execute special moves after you use that's the, the valor a lot. So that's the valor. Yes. Okay, because um, I had heard I had heard good things about this. Yes. Also, grappling hook. You saw a puzzle with grappling hooks now. Love a grappling hook. You not only can you like pull stuff to you, but you can like use it to shoot yourself up off cliffs and stuff. Nice. I'm not sure if you fast traveled a whole lot yet, but is it still the same? Uh, you have to build uh, an item to fast travel. Um, currently, no, because they give me an, an, an infinite fast travel. Thing. That's nice. Because that's kind of one of the things you get at the end of the first one is that infinite okay. fast travel. Cool. I so, figured you would. That's one of the things that I think they just kind of did away with and said, oh, we'll just let you fast travel everywhere. That's probably smart because, yeah, I don't know why you'd lock it. Very few games do it. Although, then again, I have so much shit all the time that I can constantly build those things. Right. <laughs> it's not like I'm ever at a want for those materials. Well, it's just Especially once you get the golden one, it lets you just uh, go everywhere. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, when I get there, I'll get there. But um, Yeah, it's... Okay. Well, cool. That, so, so do you like... Do you think it's going to... Um, Eclipse the first one for you, or do you think it's ah, too similar? Like, do you think it's too similar? Like, where are you at with this game compared to the first? Right now, it's very similar. Um, mm-hmm. There's some new monsters 
um, sorry, no monsters. They're robots. <laughs> no one's a monster in this game except yeah. for the humans. Yeah, exactly. Except for <laughs> Aloy, apparently. I've heard she's a real jerk in this. Which is good, because that's how I'm playing her in the first game. Yeah. I'm playing her as an asshole. I killed Owen. You did? <laughs> yeah, I stabbed him in the heart. I was like, nah, you're done. So yeah, I'm very excited to be asshole Aloy further. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm having fun with it. Um... There's a lot to run and pick up, but the fact that I have infinite satchel now yeah. is making it a whole lot easier for me to play. Yeah, and not sounds... like be like, oh, constantly checking and getting rid of stuff and crafting yeah. stuff for. Yeah, I'm so excited. Just I'm so excited just to have this as my go-to mm-hmm. kind of after work game. Just kind of, and I'm gonna do ev- I'm gonna do everything this time because it's killing me playing just story in Zero Dawn. So I, I'm really excited to just spend a whole lot of time with Forbidden West, do yeah. literally everything. I'm glad thing. I bought this game because yeah. I don't want to rush through this. This is a right. experience of a game. Um, also, there's two ways to play this. A uh, last thing I'll say about it. There's one that you can play with the HUD and have everything on yeah. you. And you can play without the HUD yeah. and use the like the surroundings yeah. and people telling you I where to go. The, I want the HUD. I yeah. like video games because video games. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to pretend it's a movie. That's not who I am. I'm saying it's an option. Speaking of options, I want to ask you, as someone playing uh, on PS5 but on an HD television, are you doing resolution or performance? Uh, I can't do. You can't choose. Oh, okay. I can't choose the HDR because my TV doesn't have HDR. That's funny. All right. It doesn't give me the option. So it doesn't give you the option. Okay. No. Well, I still. Well, you get, get the side. I I'm torn because I've seen a lot of people saying like. The 30 frames is not terrible, and it looks really smooth and nice, and I'm like, I do like that fidelity on my television. But part of me is like, I'm going to just have finished playing Zero Dawn in 4K60, and now it's going to spoil me, I feel, and I'm going to jump into a 30-frame game, and I'm going to be like, this is too slow. Why is she Why is she moving through molasses? So I'm going to maybe play around with the options. I will say, though, that playing on the PS5, it is a lot faster. Uh, several yeah. times where I have Loading died. times, I hear. Loading time is just, oh, you died? Well, here you go. Just press X and let's start yeah. again. I've heard there's, there's even an option in the menu to linger more on those screens because they were concerned that you can't read the tips. Yeah, you can't read the tips. how fast <laughs> the thing is. So, But it's also on, we should say, it's also on PS4, though, for those of you who do not have yep. a PlayStation 5. Don't worry, you don't miss out. And if you want to be uh, one of those people, I mean, I did for some games, um, you can buy the PS4 disc and just play it on the PS5. In fact, uh, that's recommended because if you buy the PS5 version straight up, it is a $70 game. 10 bucks more. If you buy the PS4 version and do the free upgrade, you save 10 bucks. So PSA, if you're going to buy this game, buy it on PS4 and upgrade if you have PS5. Let that be your, your clue. All right, cool. Well, that's the only video game I think we have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I may get to Elden Ring next week. If not, I'll get to the week after and have more concrete thoughts on it. Yeah. Because my time for the foreseeable future will be taken up in the Forbidden Quest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the virus. All right. Because uh, I'm waiting to get the, um, the the glider. Right. That I've seen everywhere. So Can't wait. As soon as that happens, then I'm like open world, everything, and just start running. Oh, also swimming. You can swim. Yes. You can dive down. Yes. That's great. All right. So uh, we're just going to call it right now 2022 Game of the Year. Uh, I mean, I would, except <laughs> God of War is coming out. Oh, you're right. Year. You're right. Maybe. So we'll see. one of two games is already out. Anyway. Oh, yeah. And I guess all the and Kirby, too. There's a lot of games. Yeah, Anyways. and Kirby. And there's Pokemon Arceus. Okay. Are all my games already <laughs> decided for me like, yeah, in, in February? Well, that's <laughs> seriously. I had a thought yesterday. I was like, do I already have my TV shows for the year set? And I'm like, I think I already could fit five. And I'm like, this is wild. 
How is it only February? Yep. Anyways, let's move on to television. Just yep. so happens. We start television section with the sports corner. And what a week in sports. First off, though. Yeah, speaking of the favorite thing yes. I saw on TV all year. Your hat speaks volumes <laughs> because, hey, welcome to Super Bowl country because we have the Lombardi Trophy here in Los Angeles. Yes, but not for the Chargers. Long last. No, of course not for the Chargers. <laughs> no, the Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, they actually grabbed that. Can you grab the thing right there? Yeah, what thing? Uh, right there. Ah. <laughs> that, by, by the board. By the board? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because uh, I was very superstitious over the course of the, the playoffs, there are three things that happened. One, there's a sock outside that I dropped that I couldn't pick up. Two, there was a Rams Stadium uh, gingerbread house that I could not throw away until the Rams lost. And three, pull it closer. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can see it. This is a Rams puzzle yeah. that was sitting that on puzzle. our coffee table Look at that puzzle. until the Rams won or lost in the playoffs. And, well, they won. We said if they win, we will frame it. And there it is. The frame poster of yeah. anyway, frame frame football poster. <laughs> so yes, congratulations to Los Angeles. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals uh, by yes. by not a whole lot of points. It no, was, no, it was actually the under. The over under yeah. was four. Um, they only won by three points. Um, so I'll give my non-football watching opinion before, uh, and I'll let, then I'll let you do your football watching opinion. Mine was, uh, for the one football game I watched all year, it was an entertaining one. I liked that it was close. Mm-hmm. I liked that there was still questions going into the second half about who really had this game on lock. There was a moment there where I thought Cincinnati had it. Um, a couple of really bad calls from the refs and one deciding one towards the end there. Um, it was a quite fun game. It was one of the rare Super Bowls where I actually had more fun with the game than I did with the commercials, because the commercials was a wasteland of crypto uh, that just made me just so sad. Oh, did you not scan the QR code? Of course not! <laughs> Although Christy the whole time the whole time through that ad was like, is it going to hit the corner? Is it going to hit the corner? Is it going to hit the corner? Oh, like, we oh did that God. too. We did that too during our watch. I bet. So yeah, uh, I liked the game though. It was a fun game to watch. I'm happy that our home team won. I'm happy for you and all your family uh, yes. that you guys could enjoy that celebration together. And uh, I had a lot of fun with the uh, halftime show. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, big surprise with 50 Cent hanging from the ceiling. Oh, uh, question on that 50 Cent. Yes. Did you understand it? Yes, from the Hunter Club video. Yes. Yes. Doctor did not understand Yeah, that. a lot of people missed that. A lot of people like, didn't know that because... Well, how, watched the, when the, does, do people watch old 50 Cent videos? It's not like a thing that's It was a super, thing everywhere on MTV and YouTube, like back in, like when it was first started, and you'd go like, you know, you know, yeah. you know, you clock down. But anyway, I thought it was cool, um, I, and it was the, hey, and uh, Eminem actually committing to the kneeling bit is the best thing he's done in a decade, so. I don't know, I thought it was Snoop Dogg committing to his smoking bit. <laughs> yeah, that was also, I mean, you can't not be Snoop Dogg and not reference smoking pot. It no, was he a, actually smoked pot. Before, yeah, yeah right before. before he, um, one thing, though, disappointing that uh, they had to censor Kendrick Lamar's uh, line about the popo. Yes. Uh, but they didn't censor uh, Dr. Dre saying he still doesn't like police, so there's that. Yes. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, it was a fun, so my review is, good game, cool halftime show, lousy commercials. All right, now you paid attention all season. How did you feel about this game? Oh, centrally. Yeah. <laughs> um, wide receiver, again, mm-hmm. um, Cooper Cup uh, is the 
Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Not since Julian Edelman in 2017 against uh, the Patriots versus the Atlanta Falcons. With a, as a wide receiver, been the Super Bowl MVP. Congratulations to him. Uh, Aaron Donald finally got his Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Uh, the last thing missing from his trophy case, Matt Stafford. Uh, we can say definitively that it was Detroit all along. <laughs> as the first year he leaves Detroit, he wins, yeah. not only wins four playoff games, but wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Sean McVay finally got yeah. that monkey off his back. There was some type about him, um, some like little quarrels about him possibly not returning to coach in uh-huh. the near future. No. That is, pre- is that... currently being put to rest because uh, during the parade, they're there were a chance of run it back. Uh, so, a chance to go back-to-back Super Bowl maybe, champs. Maybe. maybe. Um, w- real quick question. Does that make him the youngest coach to win the Super Bowl? He is officially the okay. youngest coach so to I thought win the Super Bowl. He's 36. He's a young guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, but do keep in mind that John Madden um, yeah. was also retired at a young age. Sure. At like 42 or 44. Right. But then um, he had a long career in a Broadcasting, so, yeah. yeah. so... I mean, Bill Belichick's the odd one out where he's been coaching for 20-plus years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, uh, I think... For the same team as well. Yeah. Overall, good Super Bowl. Overall, good game. Good Super Bowl. I mean, I had a fun, I'm I biased because my team won. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a good, exciting, fun Super Bowl. And a really good halftime show. Yeah. Um, I think anyone... Like, this is a specific line of people of a certain age where it was either a really great halftime show... Right. Or you really hated the halftime yeah, show. It's divisive. But hey, and shout out to Mary J. J. Blige, who I think had the best set out of uh, every, anybody on that thing. She literally like toppled over because she was so into it. Yes. <laughs> great, great. Anyway, let's move on to other sports. Other sports did happen this week. Are they? I have a story I need to add to this, by the way. Okay, so um, real quickly, if you couldn't get enough football in yeah. your life, well, guess what? <laughs> More football is just around the corner. And I'm not talking about the NFL draft no. or the combine. No. No. Actual football being played by paid players mm-hmm. is coming in just two months. Right, yes. The USFL. Yes, the United States Football League. Uh-huh. Their draft is on Tuesday. Their training camp opens on March 21st. And their first game is already in April on the 16th. So, yeah. So What? <laughs> yeah, their their draft is happening on Tuesday, two 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 Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, then once that draft is over, their training camp will be opening on March twenty first. Okay. So for one month of training before their first game, do we have a USFL team local to us? No, uh, <laughs> they're all like in the yeah. south uh, of the US. Oh well. Um, but there is football. Uh, but I do. But we can talk about it. I do have the teams right here. Yeah. So we have the New Jersey Generals, the Michigan Panthers, not to be confused with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> also, New Jersey Generals, not to be confused with the Washington Generals. Yeah. Philadelphia Stars, not to be confused with the Dallas, Dallas Stars. Stars. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Maulers. Oh no. That's M A U L, not M A L L. Right. Birmingham Stallions. Stallion. Uh, the Houston Gamblers, New Orleans Breakers, oh. and Tampa Bay Bandits. Weird. Okay, well, that exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Um, so, for, so, 
we talked about this last year when it was first announced. All stadium, or sorry, all games will be played this first inaugural year in one stadium. But in the following year, should it be a following year, parentheses, <laughs> uh, will be played at specific hometowns, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be able to travel. Okay. Well, there you go. Something for the football fans who thought it was over. Yep. Uh, this no. is supposed to be better than the Canadian League. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But I doubt that. So. Yeah. All right. Moving on into the world of baseball, your weekly baseball uh, lockout update is that there is no update because they still have yet to re- uh, to reach a collective bargaining agreement. Uh, according to an email I received yesterday, the union had to de- uh, basically came back with their deal, and mm-hmm. the league is now back to the league to decide whether or not they take it. Chances are they will not. That means that no matter what happens, spring training will not happen any earlier than at least March 5th, at least as of this date. That is subject to change. We will see. Uh, we'll be luck- Honestly, at this point, we're going to be lucky if we even see any spring training. That's how I feel. Because uh, yes. this is going to keep pushing back week after week if there's nothing decided. But fingers crossed that maybe the league will accept what the unions come to the table with. So, funny enough, March 5th was the date we were supposed to go to right. spring training. Yes, ironically enough. Ironically enough. It's still not going to happen. No, nope, but uh, we had to cancel those things because right. MLB just happens to be big yeah. pains in our asses right now. Yeah. All the pittas. Speaking of pains in the asses, real quick, I'm tr- I'll try to do the most brief version of this story, but you don't have it. It's very important that we talk about it. The current... Olympic story. Oh, the, the yes. Russian scooter? We have to talk about it. Do we have to? We have to talk about it. Sports news. But she's 15. Yeah, I know. That's part of the story. Real brief. If you've been paying any attention to the Olympics at all, uh, one of the uh, Russian figure skating uh, competitors, age 15, as you mentioned, uh, was revealed to have tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug back in December prior to the Olympics beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was retroactively found out. Um, once it did... Um, basically, the the uh, Olympic Committee decided that if she what one that she unfortunately would still be allowed to compete in the uh, solo uh, female uh, figure skating events, and then also on top of that, the one slap on the wrist that they gave, the one concession they gave, was yeah, but if she medals, we won't have a medal ceremony, which is unfortunate for the other two people who wouldn't yeah. have medals. So, flash forward to two nights ago. Yep. Where there was finally the 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 final essentially of the women's figure skating, the uh, the second half of what's two parts. First is the short program, and then the free skate. Free skate ended in a surprising upset as the aforementioned athlete, who was the favorite for the gold medal going into the competition, ended up having an extremely oh. sloppy performance and ended up in fourth. Two of her fellow um, athletes from the Russian Olympic Committee ended up being uh, in the uh, first and second mm-hmm. uh, spots, respectively, getting their gold and uh, silver medals, and a surprise win for bronze for the Japanese competitor. Um, so, a lot. Of, it was a controversial moment because a lot of people were kind of having a conversation about: Did she throw it? Was she told to throw it? I don't think so, because immediately after she gets off the ice, she is berated by the Russian coaches. All of this was shown on the primetime stuff on NBC. It was amazing how long they lingered on this. They wanted to show a lot of footage. It was just drama, just this explosion of drama, because you had the Russian coaches angry at this poor 15-year-old who just tried to do her best. You had 
the Russian uh, gold medalist kind of like, hey, I just won gold. Why is my why are my coaches not here to congratulate me? And she just looked lost. She just looked like another like super young kid, just completely like, what am I supposed to do? You had the silver medalist angry, not only because of how they treated uh, the fourth place a competitor, but also because she really wanted gold, and she's the only one apparently of her. Russian like a Russian competitors who uh, has not gotten some sort of championship, some sort of first place medal. Mm-hmm. So she was angry, and then you had tears of joy for the third place uh, Japanese competitor because she couldn't believe that she actually medaled because she was basically going into this thinking that even if she did, there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a ceremony. Mm-hmm. All of this. And turns out that they didn't even get their medals yet because now they're still waiting on a decision as of this morning of whether or not that they will actually get physical medals for this. Wait, why would they get the actual physical medal though? <sighs> I don't know, but I think yeah, it's just it was a, just a total mess. It's uh, really it's brought up the, the just the Russians keep stepping into this time after time, Olympics after Olympics. I don't understand what they need to I think do. It's called Ukraine after Ukraine. Yeah, mm. we'll see this week. Uh, what happens there? That's a, another thing that's beyond our scope of our podcast. But yeah, it's just the story of the Olympics this year. Um, the Olympics come to a close today. Um, so it's, yeah, but we will see repercussions for this. And the story about this will go on. And who knows what the committee will do to, for Russia next time. Uh, whether the, I mean... You mean if they'll do anything? Yeah, if. I, I don't know. It's not a when, it's an if. They might be done. I mean, you can't just keep this, you can't just keep allowing them to do this. And so, yeah, obviously, important to note, we don't at all fault the poor 15-year-old girl who was too young to know what was happening around her. It is ultimately the responsibility of the adults around her to make mm-hmm. sure that they're not, they're treating her, like, with actual professionalism, that they're doing professional things and to support her professional medical advice, yeah. not skirting the rules. It's just, it's embarrassing for the coaches for multiple reasons. It's embarrassing for the coaches who are adults to have done this, to put her in this position, and also to fucking yell at her after she puts her entire heart into that performance instead of comforting her in the moment they need her comfort, that she needs comfort more than anything. When she's on such a global stage right now, she has so many eyes on her right now. This is not the time to yell. This is the time to celebrate what she's done and what she's tried to do for their... Anyway, it's... We just could not talk, have, like, this podcast and not talk about it, at least. So, just know that that's happening. That's the big story going out of these Winter Olympics, which, yeah, would have been interesting and would have been some interesting games. There's a lot of cool stuff that happened in these games if it wasn't overshadowed by both this scandal and also the fact that they were in Beijing, China, and what keeps continuing happening there. Mm-hmm. That didn't go away just because these Olympics happened. So, yeah, just wild, wild end to this this Winter Olympics. Note, though, if you were watching the NBC broadcast of yes. that performance, yes. you would have noticed that it was eerily silent. Yes. That's because commentators, yes. uh, Johnny Weir and Terry yes. Lipinski, they chose not to. Chose yeah. not to commentate during yeah. the Harry performance as a silent protest. We also watched the coverage of the, uh, the short program as well, and during that... Uh, her performance during that uh, Johnny Weir at the very end was just like all I can say is that was her that was her short program and I was like yep uh huh <laughs> it's like you know what good for them um, they they all agree it's like she should not have been a competitor in these events yep, especially them being former competitors themselves yes they would know they would know 
Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to talk about that. But yeah, that that's uh, wrapped up. We can move on. We can move on. Two. Anything else in sports before we move on to this news? Um, the Women's She Believes Cup uh, is currently going on. Except it doesn't have my favorite person in there, Alex Morgan. Uh-huh. So I'm not watching it. <laughs> I did like the... Uh, oh, Christy, you thought it was so funny. The the one moment during the Super Bowl, they showed Alex Morgan in the stands. Christy was like, oh my god, Mike's, Mike's so happy right now. <laughs> oh, we went over it, yeah. They showed her, and the doctor was like, oh, everyone, there, there she goes. I'm owning this now. <laughs> <laughs> For this split second. Yep. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Okay. All right. Um, nothing else? Nope, nothing else. I mean, like I said, we're pins and needles for baseball. Yes. If, should, when some announcement comes. Yeah. I see. All right. In that case, let's move on to television news uh, where we have one story this week. Uh, well, yeah, one big story. Uh, that there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to talk about yeah. that we're going to watch. Which uh, takes us to, hey, remember Viacom CBS and how clunky of a name that sounds? Remember how we proposed a, new, a different name and it was a better one? Well, they're not taking ours, but they are changing. No, no, they are taking ours. Sort of. They're just not giving us the credit. Yeah. So after all of this uh, debacle for two years after the merger happened, they're finally getting a new name. Paramount Global will be the new name. Gives me vibes of uh, the, what Universal ended up doing. Uh, NBC Universal? Yeah, I mean, I guess it was already kind of Viacom CBS. Yeah, yeah, I guess those two things are mostly the same. But yeah, Paramount Global it definitely gives like an idea of like, okay, they probably thought, what is the brand that we want to put the most power into? They decided it was Paramount. And that will be effective February 16th. So uh, it happens. It's currently happening, yes. Quote, an iconic global company deserves an iconic global name. One that reflects the power of our content, one that reflects our role as stewards of a rich heritage, and as leaders in the future of entertainment. That's CEO Bob Bakish. However, the new name did not stop the stock price of the company falling 18% following the release of their quarterly earnings. They will be trading under the new stock symbol of Para starting yep. off next week. Yep. Uh, as the new company, Paramount Global. Yep. Uh, which we didn't say specifically Paramount Global, we said we should, they should just drop it to Para because that was the name <laughs> that they yeah. are most going to be known by. Yeah. And then they changed the CBS Plus or whatever it was? Yeah. All all Access. CBS All Access was always a bad name. And they just changed it to Paramount Plus, Plus, which was a much more simpler, cleaner name, which we said they should do. This makes sense. Not saying that they're paying us to do this, but hello. This makes sense, especially globally, globally, where CBS is not as recognized of a brand overseas. This makes 100% sense. It's what they should have done in the first place. I'm not surprised. Yeah. All right, let's All move right. on. So, I don't have a second news story here. Right. Because I have a bunch of stuff on my to-watch list yes. that we need to talk about. Yes. Because I'm not talking, because it's too much that I want to watch, but I feel like we should at least mention that this is stuff that is kind of currently in the corporal zeitgeist of stuff people are watching. Right. Including the new Shonda Land uh, production on Netflix calling, called Inventing Anna. Right. Uh, based off the New York Times story about a celebrity-ish socialite who may or may not be a celebrity socialite, like rich heiress, as she claims to be. <laughs> right. Um, it's by Shonda Land. It's the thing that's put out right before Bridgerton comes back in March. <laughs> but it's interesting. I'm hooked by the teaser trailer by it. Okay. I don't know. It's If you like the Shonda Land stuff, 
you're gonna like this stuff. Um, it's out on Netflix. Um, trying to get to it, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I have too much yeah. to watch. We'll see. Um, also on my too much to watch list, also <laughs> on Netflix, the Cuphead show. That's actually out now. We can actually go out and watch it. It's there, based off the video game, based off that animation of the video right, game. That video game. Uh, and the first part of a three-part documentary series, Gene Yes. Right, yes, the Kanye, the West, Kanye thing. West thing. I started this. You started I did this. not finish the first part, but I started it. Okay. So, so yeah, we will one. talk about at least part one next week. Part one is out. Um, it's going to be on a weekly episode for three, yeah, weekly basis for three weeks. Yeah. It's a three-part documentary. Um, I think we just talked about it at the end. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably just hold that off. Yeah. But expect Gene Yes, the Kanye West documentary, um, our thoughts when it concludes uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, we'll see. Let's see here. Over on NBC yes. proper, if you've been watching the Olympics, you've been getting bombarded with commercials for the end game. Right, yes. Not to be confused with Avengers end game. Yeah. Also dumb name, calling it the end game. Yeah. Especially when all like the, the trailers seem to focus on so much that character. They keep referring to her as the, the queen or something yes. like that. It's like, what is this called? The queen? And then it shows the end game. Like, what the? Why do that? It's really confusing. Also, to have something be called the end game <laughs> season five, right. clearly you don't know when to end the game. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, um, but that's assuming it's going to get to five seasons. Yeah. But, yeah. Then real quick, uh, before you give your thoughts... Uh, there's two other... Oh, there's two other things. Yeah, there's, there's a couple other stuff. Um, over on Peacock, Bel Air, currently airing, yes. right now, weekly episodes. Yes. The drama reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Peacock exclusive. Right. For now. Yeah. Um, also on Peacock, uh, one of my favorite shows from last year, Resident Alien, season two. Right. Airing on there. Um, I think it's also on Sci-Fi on a weekly basis, but if you want to watch all episodes as they come out, over on Peacock. Um, eventually, I'll get back to watching that uh, as soon as stuff kind of starts dying down in my life and I can get back to regular TV. Yeah. Speaking of regular TV, <laughs> Hulu. Yes. Um, the new series, Pam and Tommy, about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and leaked sex tape, is available on Hulu to watch, uh, starring, uh, not Evangeline Lily, the other Lily. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Sebastian Stan Smith, something. The Witcher Soldier guy. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Sebastian Stan, I think. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, that's currently, um, on Hulu. I think that's also on a weekly episode basis. Yeah. I don't have time to watch it, but it looks good from all the trailers. But at the same time, I don't know if I really want to watch a comedy documentary parody yeah. kind of thing. About the sex tape? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But eh, maybe maybe it's maybe it's okay. Yep. I'll just really be brief. Uh, my little follow-up is I watched a couple things we talked about last week. Uh, I watched that pilot for Murderville. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said last week. I think it's really fun. Uh, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. And also, After Party is still continues to be great. I have not watched yesterday's uh, drop, which is the animated episode. So I'm caught up. Uh, yeah. No, so I went last week. I'm at the um, high school. Oh, did you watch the high school one yet? No, no. no oh, okay. No, I just finished Chelsea's Murder Mysteries. Yes. yes. 
I'm, I'm most excited for you to see the high school episode. Yeah, so the high school episode and then the anime yeah. episode and then the comic. So, yeah, so I, I just have to catch up with that one. Still good. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I I'm thoroughly good. I think the doctor's dropping off on that even though she wanted to watch it. It's so good. I think it's the switching genres. That's, oh, I love it so I love much. It. I love <laughs> it. It's the best part. Yeah. All right, anyway. Uh, and uh, speaking of Apple TV Plus yes. and that, uh, the new show starring Adam Scott is right. on there called Severance. Yes. About the experimental kind of work thing. The Ben Stiller joint? Yeah. Yeah, he's creative on this. So. Yeah, I don't kinda know. Kind of high concept. trailers for this and I'm still a little like, what is this? Yeah. Um, eventually, I'll watch that. Probably same thing where I'll just binge once it's complete. But yeah, there's a lot of good stuff yeah. on TV. A too, much too much television. Too much television right now. Especially when a big open world video game came out and is begging to dominate our time. And especially when the Olympics are out and kind of... Well, and, now that you don't have to worry about that. I mean, now I'm, my Sunday's free because football's over. Right. That's hey! Sunday's back. There <laughs> yes. you go. Sundays are for video games now. But until anyways, fantasy football comes back. But you did manage to watch a couple of shows. Yes! Uh, on, app, on, app, on HBO Max. That's too many things. Yeah. Too many services. Sorry, speaking of HBO Max, um, Euphoria and Succession also out there. Yeah. Uh, continuing if you want to continue watching those. Um... Same with the Righteous Gemstones. I'm a couple episodes behind on that, but hopefully I'll be able to catch up before the season finale. And then lastly, John Oliver is coming back, I think, in yeah. two weeks yeah. uh, for John Oliver. Last week today. Last yeah. right. Okay, now, all <sighs> that is all currently on the watch list somewhere. Yeah, we'll get there. There's a lot of TV out there to watch, but there's some stuff that actually gravitated towards... So before I get to my two thoughts, did you watch anything? Okay. Well, so, besides the stuff I just said. Besides the stuff you just said. Okay. So, now I have... So, I, all that stuff that um, is currently going on that I could be watching, there are two things that I am currently watching. One is the finale of Peacemaker. Yes. Uh, the James Gunn uh, episodic John spin-off. Cena vehicle. John Cena vehicle. <laughs> uh, following Suicide Squad. Yes. Um, the Suicide Squad on HBO Max. Exclusive. It concluded. Yeah. It was definitely a show. <laughs> it was definitely weird at times. Yeah. It was definitely funky. Right. It's. I think it's doing everything right to differentiate itself from a Marvel joint, which is hilarious because yeah. it's from one of the Mar- right, right. director of the Marvel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It does everything right to make it distinct and stand out and not be your traditional superhero kind of vehicle. Yeah. It takes all of these kind of weirdos and high sci-fi concept and mashes them together in a rather kind of perfectly, like, kind of dysfunctional family, yet <laughs> you want to see them bicker and fight kind of way. Yeah, It's weird. It's hilarious. It does stuff you don't expect, but that's also kind of James Gunn's style. Oh, and yeah. his fingerprints all over all of this. Not only in the writing, but also in the directing of this, yeah. and in the high spot, high science fiction concept of like not just choice but family, and there's a lot going on here. Yeah, it sounds like which I didn't expect from Peacemaker. Right. Um, but yeah, John Cena's surprise of this thing definitely acts his ass off, and definitely <laughs> noticeable because he is the core of this show. He doesn't work as not just a believable character as a superhero, but as someone you can emotionally tie to, then the whole show falls apart. Mm-hmm. And he does a good job of that. 
He makes you want to root for him. He makes you want to, like, make him choose the best, even though he might not be, like, the best superhero. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's creative. I think there's going to be a season two. Actually, we'll get to that in a bit here. Um, but it's definitely one of the ones that I'm surprised that I stuck with. Yeah. I wanted to see what happened. But at the same time, I don't know how much I actually want to see continue. <laughs> it's like a good one-off. Right, right, right. I don't know how good you can continue that. And as long as so relevant, it's going to be when you get further and further from the movie. Yes. Unless they make another one of those. Uh, they might. They might. They might. They're okay. Yeah. You're good, okay. But yeah, um, if you're into like more of that gore, dark humor, kind of, not just, yeah, more of like an anti-superhero kind of mesh. Right. A la The Boys, if you're waiting for The Boys to come right. back. Also, The Boys coming back later this, <laughs> this year. Um, this kind of fits that mold, but not in a, I'm going to be so dark, I'm evil kind yeah, of way. Yeah. But in a, I don't necessarily know what's going on, but I'm doing my best kind of way. And it's okay. It's fine. Cool. I, I have fun watching it. I think that's the best thing you can do from uh, something like this. Yeah. Now, second thing I watched. Yes. Is a return of a show I talked about last year. <laughs> um, immediately following following um, Love Island. Wait, no, not Love Island. Sexless Island. Too hot to handle. Yes, too hot <laughs> to handle. <laughs> following too hot to handle is Love is Blind, which I talked about last year. Yes. Well, yes. same thing yes. happened. Uh, <laughs> too hot to handle. And now Love is Blind Season 2 is out. Oh my god, these people are even more inseparable than before. <laughs> I hope none of them get married, and yet, at the same time, I'm loving all the juicy drama that comes out from all of this. Sure. Um, same concept as before. Uh, 15 men and 15 women talk in pods against a wall where there's someone on the other side, but they can't see them. The point is to have a connection without seeing the person and get married within a month, 28 days. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and Put to you the know, a normal test. schedule. Yeah. Put to the scientific test that is love truly blind. Can you fall in love with someone without actually right. seeing them? Right. But then again, that kind of effect goes away after a week of talking because they send them on vacation. <laughs> right. They're like, here, now you can see you it. You actually have to see you it. You actually have to see you it. You have to spend time, spend with, time with them and make a connection. Right, right. And will you see them to the altar? So Yeah. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's the trash TV that I'm watching. <laughs> I know it's trash TV, but... Just have it running on the TV while you're playing Forbidden West, and you got there you go. Two birds, one stone. Uh, except I'm both, they're both through the PlayStation. can't do that. But yeah, Love is Blind Season 2. It's back. It's juicy. Uh, the, these characters <laughs> are so... Some of them do not need to be married. Some of them, like, shouldn't be married. I, it's, why you... It feels like some of them are, like... They feel forced to be married because they're part of the experiment. Like, well, yeah. I'm doing this. I'm going to see it through. I'm not a quitter. And yet, I don't know if they really should be getting married. But yet, that's kind of also like the, the, point. the, the point of watching it. <laughs> right. You want to see the train wreck. Oh, there's definitely train wrecks. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, that's fine. Yes. Fun train wrecks. All right. Well, that'll do it for the train wrecks because I don't really watch anything else. But the world is wondering. The things that you're watching, are they going to come back or are they done? Because... Well, a lot of things got announced. A lot of cancellations and renewals to get through, so let's just rifle through them. First up, Harlem Season 2, confirmed for Prime Video. Mm-hmm. FX, 
bringing back Atlanta for a fourth season, but as previously stated by creator Donald Glover, it will be its last. Yeah. So this will be the final season of Atlanta. They are shooting season three and four back to back. Season okay. three, I think, should be airing later today. Okay. With season four coming next year. Got it. Uh, FXX is bringing back Dave for a third season. Mm-hmm. Netflix has confirmed that the fifth season upcoming for Stranger Things will be its last. Yep. So uh, going down. It's upcoming fourth season will be split into two different volumes. Right. That's how they're doing it. It's really mm-hmm. stretching it out. Yep. Meanwhile, Prime Video has had their Emmy-winning series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Its fifth season will also be its last. Which means the Emmy competition opens wide up after that. Fargo on FX will be renewed for a fifth season. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, NBC and the Canadian television network's uh, shared show Transplant will get a third season. Yes, uh, specifically for the Canadian. No word yet if that's going to be brought over to the U.S. I would assume. HBO Max, I as mean, mentioned briefly, Peacemaker will be making a second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, HBO Max has canceled The Prince after just one season. Comedy Central is bringing back The God's Honest Truth with Charlemagne the God for a second season. So You Think You Can Dance will have a 17th season on Fox. But once dead, it gets revived yet again. Paramount Plus has already uh, renewed the Halo series for a second season. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's also coming out too. Showtime will be bringing back Billions for a seventh season. Uh, 50 Cent getting that paycheck. Mm Mm-hmm. Showtime, oh, wait, no, I did not. Uh, ABC has canceled Promised Land after four episodes. So, so much for Promised Land. Didn't even make it a season. Uh, nope. Paramount Plus. That was the wine one. Paramount Plus making news with a season of, uh, with a reboot season of Beavis and Butthead. Also confirmed a Beavis and Butthead film coming to Paramount Plus. Yep. Paramount Plus also confirmed the 27th season of South Park. They also uh, uh, confirmed that in all territories except for the U.S., they will be the home of the South Park series. Yes, and starting episode, or starting from season 27, they will be uh, moved to Paramount Plus. They yes. turn on HBO Max because of a five-year deal. Right. Once that deal is over, everything will be moved. Yes. Meanwhile, Showtime is bringing back Super Pumped for a second season. Paramount Plus also renewing 1883 for a second season. I don't even know what that is. It's that spinoff of uh, Yellowstone. Oh, got it. The prequel. Got it. Hulu, uh, bringing back How I Met Your Father for a second season, inexplicably. Uh, HBO, bringing back The Gilded Age for a second season. 30 Coins, also on HBO, getting a second season. Kin will get a second season on AMC+. Creepshow will get a fourth season on Shudder, as will Slasher will get a fifth season on Shudder. If you don't know what Shudder is... Um, it's the horror film. Yeah. But if you subscribe to AMC Plus, you can get access to ah, Shutter and IFC. They're connected. I see. Yep. That's it for cancellations and renewals. Let's move on into video or video games. Jeez. Uh, that's muscle memory coming yes. back. Uh, movies, our final segment, as there are no deaths to talk about this week, which is weird because I feel like we were missing. Uh, there's there's some editors and some stuff. Yeah, there's something that we're missing. But anyway. Let's move into movies. Why not? With our weekend box office numbers, first up, number one this week, Death on the Nile with a surprising $12 million debut. Uh, not bad for yeah. a movie like that. Number two, Jackass Forever, coming out with another $8 million. That's $37 million domestic. Number three, Marry Me with $7.9 million debut, also available on Peacock. Number four, Spider-Man No Way Home with another $7.5 million. That's at seven fifty nine. dollars 
And lastly, Blacklight with a $3.5 million debut. Mm -hmm. That's your top five upcoming this week. A couple of uh, big releases that people have been waiting for. Um, this past Friday, Dog and Uncharted, we talked about that last week. Yep. Uh, this week, though, some weird ones. The Devil's Light. That's what, what I this? have. Uh, let's see here. Studio 666. I know what Studio 666 is. I, uh, I think that was like I've taken off the calendar. Oh, weird. Okay, so maybe not that one, but we can at least confirm Studio 666, the comedy horror movie from The Foo Fighters, Yes, will be uh, premiering. So uh, go see that, I guess? Maybe. Uh, there's also <laughs> The Godfather re-release, but, you know. Right, yeah, but, yeah. All right, let's move into movie news. Now, we mentioned in television that Super Bowl happened. Even though the commercials were a little underwhelming, one thing that always accompanies Supermodel commercials is new movie trailers. Last year's game only saw six, but this year it was a return to normalcy with ten new film trailers. But the social media traffic was nearly double from last year's game. Probably because of just numbers. There's more of them. Well, also, like, the big hot from last year was that people didn't go to movies. Right. So F9 was the that's highest. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. But in order, the trailers shown during the game were Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's not the order they were shown in the trailer. This is the oh. order of uh, social media traffic. Ah, thank you. But yeah, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was the biggest one. Jurassic World Dominion, which was covered uh, during coverage of the game because it took place on Universal's NBC. Yep. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Power of the Rings, which is the Amazon um, show. show. The Adam Project. Also Which is the Netflix thing. Yep, Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Yeah, seeing myself as a kid. Jordan Peele's Nope, mm -hmm. which looks wild. The aforementioned Marry Me. Also NBC. The aforementioned Uncharted. Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Moon and Night, which is the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus series. Yep. And The Bad Guys, which is the upcoming DreamWorks uh, animated fairy tale animal. villain story. Right. Which looks... Terrible. So yeah, uh, just a whole bunch of weird shit. Uh, I thought the Doctor Strange one was exactly what you needed for that movie. Yeah. I think it really summed up like, here's all the characters that you know are going to be in this. Here's all sorts of weird special effects madness. Who knows? Yep. Uh, this also starts the official hype train and yeah. constant breakdowns and theories of who and what will be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I think the other takeaway here uh, is, like I said, Nope looks interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, looks like Jordan Peele really pulling on those same kind of uh, imagery that he's uh, and vibes that he's did with Get Out and Us. Um, then also notable here, first time we're seeing footage of the Lord of the Rings from Amazon. People, it was a trailer. It was a trailer. It was a trailer. It looks like Lord of the Rings. I don't know what you wanted, but uh, yep. it's doing that. It really wants you to think it's Game of Thrones, yep. which is what we thought it was going to be. Anyway. Let's move on. Anyways, uh, those are stuff that's coming out this year, but there's some stuff coming out later, down the line. Yes, Let's look at our crystal ball and see what's coming out in the future. Ooh. First up, it has been confirmed there will be another Looney Tunes film following the success of Space Jam 2. <laughs> success. I mean, yeah, for them. Yeah. Uh, Coyote versus Acme, and it will star John Cena. Speaking yeah. of John Cena. We also have spin-offs spin uh, for uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, a spin-off and a sequel coming. A Knuckles film with Idris Elba's version of the character. Not sure if that's a film or a series to turn uh, plus. Okay, well, we'll see. And a third, of course, Sonic 3 in the works. Dune 2, 
the sequel to last year's Dune will be shooting this summer. So expect that in the following year, probably in 2024. Netflix announced a Bioshock film based on the video game. Um, also, they announced some casting. I don't remember who the dude was, but I some people were excited. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's next movie, Knock at the Cabin, will star Dave Bautista, Nikki Amuka-Bird, and Rupert Grint. Yes, that Rupert that Grint. Rupert Grint. Good to see him. Next up, A Quiet Place Part 3 will be set for 2025. Uh, that is due to scheduling conflicts from its main cast. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Brad Bird will be directing an original animated film again called Ray Gun, and will, will be with Skydance Animation. I feel like this is something that was announced and then shelved Maybe. and then it's back again. Yeah, it's been a little bit because I, I do vaguely remember talking about Brad Bird doing another film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, excited to see the guy responsible for um, Mission the Impossible Incredible series, Mission Impossible, and of course, The Iron Giant. His last time he was re- ahead of something this original and big. Yep. So cool. Good to see. Uh, I think that's it we have for everything here. Yeah, I think so. That'll do it for yeah, movies. I didn't watch any thoughts. Of- no. Uh, last night we watched uh, 2007's uh, Best Picture nominee, Atonement. Like on purpose? <laughs> yeah, Christy, Christy wanted me to see it, so we okay. watched that last night. I did not care for it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, no new that's movies. That's why I was a nominee and not a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no new movies, though, uh, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Coming I, I may, like, uh, during Valentine's Day, I was trying to get my doctor to watch Marry Me because it was a love <laughs> thing. But no, we decided to watch uh, Tom Brady instead. Yeah, you know, different kind of love. Yeah, different kind of love. Well, that'll do it for movies, and that means that'll do it for the Movie Boat Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. If you want to see more of us, and who wouldn't, you can see us live on YouTube on Saturday mornings, typically. We go live uh, in the morning, so go check out Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. Just search that, and you'll find our page, like, subscribe, comment, whatever you want to do. You can also listen to the audio version of our podcast at any podcatcher of your choice, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, anything from Amazon to Google Play, um, any of those services, you can find us there. You can also uh, find us on social media platforms such as Twitter, we're at MediaBoatCast, Facebook, search Podcast. and if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to say to us, you'll have your questions read on the air, too, if you do so, send it to MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, we will be back next week to talk more about Horizon, more about um, more television catch-up that we're doing, more about movies, maybe, all sorts of things. All that fun stuff and more coming next week. All right. So stay tuned. So stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Bye.